This is the Beat Generation, a look at music throughout the years that changed our world, from the original beat poets of the 50s through to the musicians of the 60s until today. They've become known for their influence on music that has shaped the soundtrack of our lives, simply known as the Beat Generation. Welcome to the Season 2 of The Beat Generation, produced in association with Bad Boys Media, Townsville's Triple TFM and the Community Broadcast Association of Australia. The show got its name from the 50s and 60s writers that inspired so many musicians and each week we'll take a look at the music and the artists throughout the years that have changed the face of the musical landscape. A full song listing can be found at our Facebook page, forward slash music that changed the world, and make sure you check out our Instagram page, The Beat Generation Podcast. A podcast of this show and past episodes can be found on Apple and Spotify, along with some of our other shows, including The Bad Boys and Secret Men's Business. Make sure you check out our shows, and if you like what you hear, then leave a review. So sit back, put your headphones on, crank up the dial, and journey with us this week into part two of our look into the music of one of the great prog rock bands, Yes, and their lead singer, John Anderson. I'm Shane Bryan, and this is The Beat Generation. Well, it was 1983, and yes, we're back with the original keyboardist Tony Kay. Well, kind of. After a hiatus, producer Trevor Rabin was introduced to two of the original yes lineup, Chris Squire and Alan White. Together with Trevor Horn and Tony Kay, they formed a band called Cinema. Now, Anderson heard about the project and liked what he heard. Eventually, though, the album was created and the crew decided to release 90125 as an official Yes album. Interestingly, the original demos were finally released by Rabin as 90124 in 2003. Well worth the listen if you're a fan. And it's with this album that we're starting our show today and the release of the song that was to become the band's biggest single ever, Owner of a Lonely Heart. 1983.
Although the new direction for Yes was very commercial, Anderson never strayed far from his roots. Over the years, John Anderson has performed with many prog rock legends, including the Flower King's Royney Stolt. In 2016, they created an album called Invention of Knowledge, which was a real throwback to the sound of Yes and the progressive rock style. I caught up with John Anderson after the release of the album. John, thanks for joining us on The Beat Generation today. Hey, well, how are you doing? Fantastic. Thanks for joining us. Now, we're going to have a bit of a chat with you about your solo music and your time with Yes, with a look at the spirituality behind your music. But before we do, tell us a little bit about how the album with Royney Stolt came about. Well, first of all, I was uh, on this trip to um, Bahamas on a boat. It was, called, it was called the Prog Rock Festival Boat from Miami to Bahamas. And I, I was going there doing my solo show where I sing most of the songs from my life, like working with uh, Vangelis and Yes and things like that. And uh, there was a band playing called Transatlantic. And they wanted to do some Yes songs with me at the end of the whole event, you know, uh, like a celebration of Yes songs. So I said, great. So we got together, rehearsed uh, three or four songs. And uh, one of the guys in the band was this guy, Ronnie Stolk, the guitar player. And uh, I connected with him quite uh, strongly. We, we talked about how music is being created these days. And he had a band and still has probably the band uh, in uh, Sweden, and uh, very sort of progressive music, very um, strong influence by Yes. And uh, so, we, you know, we connected uh, very, very well. And it was about a month later that uh, one of the guys that was on the boat was a record company exec, and uh, he got in touch with me and suggested that me and my do an album. Mm. So I thought, well... He lives in Sweden. I live in Central California. How to make this work? <laughs> and uh, the interesting thing for me is that I've been working with people for the last 10 years around the world using the internet. Mm. And I'm actually, I was just listening to a song I wrote with a guy in Romania some 10 years ago. And now I'm going to be able to use it, which is kind of cool. Mm. And uh, so I got in touch with Romania and uh, suggested that I would send him some songs. And uh, then he, he can do what he likes because I, I trusted the guy to uh, enjoy creating music, of course. And I said, when you enjoyed working on this track, just send it to me and I'll, I'll let you know how I feel. And uh, that was that. So I sent him about five uh, songs, five or six songs that I worked on over the last few years. Mm. And in fact, one of them was... Uh, working with a friend of mine who lives in Liverpool, and it was a string sort of quartet rhythm section, and I'd written this song on top of it, so I sent that to Rohingya. About a month later, he sends me back the song with his band, his, his musicians that he likes to work with, performing such beautiful music around what was originally a very, very simple uh, vocal idea. Mm. So that's how we worked together. I was very... Um, happy to let him do what he wanted to do and uh, the more I heard what he was going to do with each song it just sort of uh, it, it transpired that all the songs could link together yeah. as a uh, long form musical expression so that the sort of chorus from the first piece could be repeated five or six minutes later mm. and so on and 
Basically, I, I always worked with Yes. I was going to say, it reminds me of one of the old Yes albums with songs that take up the whole side of the album. Yeah, I've always been intrigued by that. Um, I've actually done some long-form music over the last few years that hasn't been released yet. So when I worked with Ronnie, I just said, you know, you can extend everything. You can throw in a, a, a guitar solo here and then a vocal idea there. And... Uh, it was interesting that he would send me uh, one piece of music that lasted, say, seven minutes, and there were some musical ideas in, in between that he'd re- created, and I would write some melodies on top of that and lyrics. So mm. as I realized over the period of time that we worked on it, which was quite a, a long time because it, he was touring and I was touring doing other work, and, and the interesting thing for me was be able to go back to the music I'd done two months ago with Ronnie and think, oh my gosh, it's still fresh. Hmm. And I need to sing something here and send it to him. And that's how we created the the idea that we could probably do two or three long form pieces rather than hmm. a song, a song, a song, a song. You know, I'm not really that kind of uh, yeah. musically in my mind. If I'm going to work with somebody, I want to stretch them and at the same time stretch me musically. Well, let's take a listen to Invention, and when we come back, we'll take a look at John's solo work and the spirituality behind his writings. 2016.
asking you the questions that you always want to know. Speaking of the world of understanding truly is, you never go as far as knowing all that is, all that is. They shall begin the lesson of forcing out the fear of fear, living all above together, singing of the fashion Well, that was Invention from John Anderson's album, Invention of Knowledge, with Royne Stolt. Now, John, I mentioned that it was very similar to that of early Yes, especially the lyrics. In that song, you throw back to some Yes themes with the lyrics, Many Minds Make Light Work. Well, interestingly, the many lives, uh, many hearts, many many people make the light work. That's the idea of that little sort of stanza there. And it happened because uh, there was this music that uh, Royne had sent me and I'd listen to it every now and again and think, there's something missing there. Maybe I should sing an idea. <laughs> and that's basically what you do. You, you sing an idea. Mm. And uh, I'd written down that, that, that line uh, earlier in the morning, many lives make the, the light work. Many hearts make the light work. Yeah. And it's just the idea that collectively we, 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 we create this divine energy. And that's who we are. That's why... This oneness of being is is uh, very important to, uh, to explain to myself more than, more than ever, and I and I tend to do it in my lyric. That my lyrical content to the album was more uh, a kind of realization that without each other we're not going anywhere, and uh, without each other's connection uh, we're, we're sort of uh, a little bit blind to the divine energy. So mm. it needs everyone to commit and be part of who we truly are. And it's like, as I write lyrics, it's just another realization of my understanding of my sort of state of mind, if you like. In 1982, a year before the 90125 release, Anderson released a solo album that is today considered a classic. That album was animation and it really infused the prog rock sound with electro pop. It explored themes of spirituality, death, dying and rebirth and we're going to focus on that album a little bit in this show. So let's take a listen to the first track on the album, Olympia, and when we come back, we'll continue our chat with John Anderson. 1982.
Well, that was John Anderson with Olympia from the Animation Album, and we'll be back with more from the Beat Generation right after this. 
Hi, this is Shane. And Andrew from the Bad Boys. If you're after quality, hard-hitting journalism that matches four corners... News that'll keep the government and the people accountable for their actions... And current affairs that's more reliable than, well, a current affair... Then then that's that's not not us. us. Bad Boys Unleashed, music, entertainment, celebrity interviews... And the only original Bad Boys news that makes 60 Minutes sound like the Muppets. Join me, him and bad girl Angie for the conversation that no one wants to have, but everybody wants to hear. Bad Boys Unleashed, subscribe for free on Apple and Spotify. This is The Beat Generation, a look at music throughout the years that changed our world from the original beat poets of the 50s through to the musicians of the 60s until today. They've become known for their influence on music that has shaped the soundtrack of our lives, simply known as The Beat Generation. Welcome back to The Beat Generation, produced in association with Bad Boys Media, Townsville's Triple TFM and the Community Broadcast Association of Australia. I'm Shane Bryan. Thanks for joining us on our second part of our look at the iconic prog rock band Yes and the music of their lead singer, John Anderson. Now make sure you check out our Facebook page, Music That Changed the World, and our Instagram page, The Beat Generation Podcast. Now, you can't listen to John Anderson or Yes or any of the many bands that John has been in without realising a deep spirituality that exists within John and his writing. So, John, we've been talking about your music as a reflection of your personal and spiritual growth, but there was also another major influence besides music. You have a guru, a lady by the name of Divine Mother. Well, it's interesting because Vangelis was in, uh, in L.A. and he never, ever travelled that much. And all of a sudden, he was in L.A. Uh, to do a concert and to write uh, some music for the London Ballet Company. And he wanted to do a concert in Royce Hall in UCLA, the, the campus. Mm. And uh, I'd been in touch with him because he'd just arrived. And he was staying at the Beverly Hills Hotel. And I went to see him and he said, John, you know, uh, would you mind getting up and singing with me in my show? And I said, no problem. To me, it would be uh, uh, such a pleasure. And uh, that's what happened halfway through his show, which I must say was one of the greatest musical shows he, he ever performed because he wasn't really, as he, he would admit, he was never a great uh, performer. Mm. But then he put on one of the greatest musical shows I, I'd ever heard. And I was in the audience and halfway through, he didn't speak all the way through the beginning. He, he just played music for the first 40 minutes or so. And then he stepped to the microphone. John, are you there? So <laughs> I, I got up and I went up and sang four songs with him. And the audience hmm. obviously knew about John and Langdell's music because they really loved it. Hmm. And then after the show, this uh, lady came over to me and uh, asked me, um, do I know about uh, Divine Mother? And I, I said, no. I know there are a lot of gurus around because I'd met one or two along my travels with the band. And uh, I always found it hard to get into the meet a guru and he's got his followers and it always seemed a little sort of like an ashram in New York and it's all sort of yep. not quite my scene, you know, and it was all praising him and everything like that. And it wasn't really 
um, I think I was looking for, I suppose. And she mentioned the Divine Mother for the next two months. She kept calling me up. She's coming to uh, L.A., and she'll be in this little house near the airport, and she's from Honolulu. And I said, yeah, okay. I kept, I kept putting it off, you know. <laughs> and uh, But she, she was bugging me, and she got up on my case. And then the day before Divine Mother Flora arrived, uh, I said, okay, I'll come. <laughs> come on. I'll meet this little lady. <laughs> and it just happens that um, I was the only person. Uh, it was a, a, a couple that ran the house mm. to greet me. And she was up here going in, and, and there's this little lady that reminded me of my mother. Mm-hmm. little lady on a room. She was sitting on the couch. And uh, so but it was this lovely sort of calmness about her and lovely light that seemed to emanate from her, and I just sat in front of her, and the first thing she said to me was, John, you know that God is free. Hmm. And I said, yes, of course. Thank you. Because, you know, whenever you watch TV, you hear these uh, evangelists, you know, uh, asking for money to keep the TV show going, you know. Yes, yes. And uh, the great joke was, uh, I think it was George Carlin, he would say, um, God is this omnipresent, incredible, powerful, incredibly unbelievable, powerful energy, and God wants your money. (laughs) 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 And it it always kind of swayed me because she said God is free, and she never asked for money, she never asked for anything. Mm. And I was like sitting with her, and I've been trying to meditate for them 10 years on and off. Mm. On tour, especially, trying to calm my ego mind, which spins around, talks about a lot of things. Your mind talks about so many things when you try to calm down. And she was uh, saying, would you like to meditate? I said, I'd love to meditate. And she said, and now we will. Mm. And then I just went calm, and and this incredible sort of energy surrounded me. I felt like I was in sort of an egg sort of shape of, I could hear the traffic outside, birds singing. I was in this sort of space of calmness. And for about 15 minutes or so, I was just there. And and I came out of it. And I I, I felt like I'd been somewhere. Mm. And uh, it was so bright. The light was so powerful. And I came back to stay of mind. And she looked at me and said, okay, John. Now you know what meditation is. I said, oh, it's so great. And she said, now you've got to practice every day to make sure you can get back there. And that was the great thing that she actually explained. Now you know what it is. And now you know how to breathe. And now you know what to think, Mm. which is virtually nothing. And uh, she got me right at the right time. And from that moment, I was constantly... Practicing, 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 and I was practicing this morning. It's part of life, you know. It's a, a, it's a constant practicing experience to be able to calm the consciousness, the mind, especially when I'm making music. Mm. You know, I was uh, working with Ronya, and uh, I found it very hard to concentrate to stop thinking of the music. Yeah. It's with you all day, and then you have 
lovely dinner, relax with my wife, Jane, and then I'll go and meditate, and I'm still thinking of the music. <laughs> it won't go away. Yeah. And those are the tough times, so I'm still practicing. Well, let's take a listen to another track from the Yes album, 90125, It Can Happen. This is The Beat Generation. 1983.
This is the Beat Generation. That was Yes with It Can Happen from their 80s album 90125 as we continue our special interview with prog rock legend John Anderson. Now, John, as an 18-year-old back in the 80s, I completely lived and breathed your animation album. The lyrics and concepts of death and rebirth, technology, world peace, as an 18-year-old, that actually blew my mind. Now, looking back 30 years on, the album was really a glimpse into the future to where we are right now. We're gaining a greater understanding of this cycle of life. We've become completely dependent on technology and we need world peace now more than ever. It was a real inspiration back then. And looking back now, the song Animation, which had a reincarnation theme, we've all been there, we've all been to that point. What, what was the inspiration of that song? Yeah, you know, you go through these experiences writing and recording music and you think, you quite honestly think, well, it'll last an hour or a year or two and that'll be it. And then you get on with the next music. And eventually you get into this sort of space where I've, I felt this, I think when I hit 70, that the music that I've created over the years is still around. It's still there. Yeah. And it has something to say in, in so many ways, like you say about animation, the, the album. Um, there was a, a, a musician from San Diego got in touch with me last year that his band had recorded uh, Songs of Seven from the album. And I was, I was so surprised. And uh, so he sent it to me, and I'm listening to it. And he, he asked me to do him a favor. Could I, could I please write out the lyrics and send them to him? as like a present, you know. I said, yeah, I'll do that. And the more I wrote out the lyrics, I wanted where the hell are these from? Because <laughs> I don't remember how. <laughs> you don't remember what you're doing, and you go, oh, yeah, that's why it works. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. When you said animation, I was thinking of my my youngest daughter, Jade, when she was born. Mm-hmm. It was like watching this little being animate as she, her, her first moments, movement in, in, her, yeah. in her arms and everything. Animation is like, the moment I saw her eyes open wide, I knew I was captured by an angel in the sky. 1982.
I saw the look in her eyes I knew I was captured by an angel in disguise And as I sat on that green-covered hill long ago The memory of a deep love inside me flows There's nothing in life to touch the birth of a child I want these words to linger on and on For I was there beside my
Welcome back to The Beat Generation and our special interview with John Anderson. That was animation from the 1982 album of the same name. John, that album challenged all my beliefs and it started me on a path of questioning. I put it down to this day as one of the catalysts that actually started me on a spiritual journey. Good, good, good. Uh, thank you for saying that. You just don't realise it at the time, you know? No, 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 no. He, he, in, in the back of your mind, you hope somebody gets somebody gets Because <laughs> you're going to say it anyway. So, you know, there was one song that I did years later, probably earlier, was Seeing or Seeing the Light. Yeah. And there I am singing in front of 15,000 people with laser beams around me, Seeing or Seeing the Light, Ask Within and Soothe the Sandless Night. Because <laughs> that's what I was going through. Yeah. You know, I wanted to see the light. I did. And I did. I did. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of bizarre in a way, but it's true. Well, John, thank you so much for joining us on the Beat Generation. It's been an absolute pleasure and a privilege. Good. Thanks very much. And there's more to come, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Take care. Well, that's it for the Beat Generation for 2020. Thank you to all the listeners on Triple T FM and on Apple and Spotify. Have an amazing break. We'll be back with more in the new year, some more Beat Generation and plenty more music. To take us out, here is John Anderson with All God's Children from the animation album. I'm Shane Bryan, and this has been the Beat Generation. 1982. Yeah.